0: Well, hello, thank you for joining us and welcome back as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. We're glad you're with us and joining us as we have been studying now for a couple of weeks, several weeks now, the book of Matthew, looking through the life of Christ in Matthew's gospel. And we're going to take just a couple minutes today and look at the last couple verses in Matthew chapter 23. You know, we're in the transition time uh, between Jesus has already entered in what we call the triumphal entry, uh, Palm Sunday, as we would call it, and he is in Jerusalem. He's finishing up his ministry. We just got done taking a couple episodes talking about him scolding the scribes and Pharisees, really fighting um, their false religion, their hypocrisy, really trying to teach the people to recognize this as he is about to you know, He's about to die, he's about to raise from the grave, and then really prepare the uh, leaders, the disciples, the followers, um, as they are about to embark out and plant a new church plant this church, start this um, New Testament church that is Jesus, of which he is the count- cornerstone. And so we come to the end of chapter 23, where he has been, I uh, even say, scolding the Pharisees, scribes and Pharisees. And he did this throughout his ministry, but th- this last couple uh, sections, man, he just kind of kept going at them. Well, then he kind of goes back to a level of reflection. And He, while he is, to an extent, still speaking to the scribes and Pharisees, as he's really trying to tell them how bad they are and how they have brought what he's gonna talk about. They have brought this as religious leaders. They had a chance to be the ones to keep Jerusalem close, to keep Israel right with God. They were the ones that kept the place from going into captivity. If you read the book of Judges, um, the book of Judges was set up where Israel was blessed of God as long as they worshiped and followed God alone. And then they would start to, the um, generation would start to follow the gods and the cultures of the day. As they would do that, they would live in sin. God would put them into captivity. They would finally repent. They'd come back to live and follow God and that cycle of sin would happen for every couple hundred years and that's what the book of Judges is about. Well, this is a similar spot. They're in slavery to Rome. And if they're in slavery to Rome, that's because they have chosen to f- disobey God's law, to not follow God, and to go other ways. And in this scenario, it's 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 humanism. It is as a religious elite creating their own list of rules, and so they are really as religious leaders to blame for not pointing the people in the right direction. So he he kind of brings it back to a point. You get to see a bit of Jesus's heart in the last couple of verses of chapter 23. So let's look at these in verse 37. Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, no one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, excuse me, the one who kills the prophets, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he. Who comes in the name of the Lord. So what we see at the beginning of this is he defines what Jerusalem is right now. And he says, You are the one, the ones who kill the prophets and stones over who are sent to you. Um, they are so dead set, the religious leadership and those following it are so dead set on making sure that their way is is the right way. Anybody who comes in with a different perspective, in this case, it's the Messiah. they're killing him. They're stoning him with stones. That has been the history of Jerusalem. And he looks and and he he just looks at it and says, "How how much I would love just to bring you in, like hens do to their mother, that chicks do their hen. I would love to come and just just bring you in and protect you and and to relinquish you from the Roman slavery and to be able to bring back blessing to you and be able for you to enjoy the many times that Israel enjoyed the great times of blessing from Jehovah God. I would love to bring you back to that. But yet every time. I send a messenger you way, you kill him. And obviously John the Baptist is an example of that. Uh, they are about to put Jesus on a cross, another example of that. They have stoned other, later, Stephen will be stoned um, by the same group of religious leaders that are doing this. And many, many Christians in the coming days will be stoned and killed and imprisoned for following Jesus Christ. So when you look at this, he looks and says, I would love to do this, but you won't follow. And here's one interesting thing we see. A lot of times in Christianity, uh, we even say in American Christianity, we want God to come down and to fix our problems while we still live a world, embrace a world and live a lie that does not follow God. We don't follow God's word. We are all about our own selves. We're all about our flesh. Um, first john the flesh you know world flesh and the devil all the different things that um, we're following this is the world where we want to embrace the culture we want to embrace a lot of the sinful lifestyles today but then we want god to come and bring us revival we want god to come and throw these things off and i I imagine god is saying a similar thing i'd love to help relinquish some of these things but a lot of what we see in our country today is a choice it's a choice by the American church in many occasions to compromise truth and to not really stand strong, and we haven't really passed on to the next generation a, a pure, genuine relationship with Jesus in many occasions, and that's why, statistically speaking, churches are stagnant you know, across board. The numbers aren't growing like they could, um, and he says you have found your interest. This is what Demas says. He's forsaken him, having loved his present world. He goes, you've just, your, your direction's wrong. I wonder if Jesus doesn't look at us as Americans and, and say some of the same things. Now, it's different here because he's looking to Jerusalem. He's looking to Israel, the Jewish people, his chosen people. And there is a special bond for him to the Jewish people that Americans don't enjoy. I, I do not believe that the church is the new age of the Jews. I do not believe America is the replacement of the picture of the Jews. I believe that what God has promised to Israel and the Jews is still coming in our future. And we, as as America, as a local church, are a bit of a, a pause. In the church age, where God is kind of, the stuff coming for Jerusalem will come later, the promises and all that will come later. But right now, he's focusing his attention on this pause in in history, this church age time. But here's kind of what he says. Um, Verse 38, he goes, because you have done this, because you won't follow me, because you kill the prophets that I send your way, see your house is left to you desolate. What you see around you is what you get. The temple would ultimately be destroyed. Rome would ultimately kind of eliminate the place, and Jerusalem and Israel would, to this day, still be up as part of a battle. That's the battle there. That Jerusalem is the home of the Jews. Israel is the home of the Jewish people. Everybody else wants to claim that they're occupiers, and it's just been a it's just been a battle, really, from the beginning, from from well, from a long time, but especially here. This continued on. They were there, and he, he's rebringing the Jewish people back to Israel, as he promised he would do before he came back. But this has been a conflict for centuries, and uh, and we're still seeing that conflict today. We're still seeing the battle today. And and really, it comes to a point where Jerusalem will finally turn back and recognize Jesus as the Messiah. That is one of the answers to this. Um, here's what he says, For I say to you, you shall see me no more, till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That'll be the day when Jesus comes at the end of the tribulation to set up his millennial rule. That is the future of what's going to happen. That is when Jesus will come back. He will come back at the end of the tribulation. He will set up his millennial rule. He will sit on the throne of David. Um, That is what he's referencing. And so that's still future. That is going to come and they will enjoy that time and Israel will come back and be again God's chosen people. But that is going to come and it's still ahead of us. Um, The next thing I believe happens is the rapture, then there's coming tribulation. At the end of that, then there's the millennial reign. That is what is yet to come. And so as we look ahead of that, we we look at this, and we can see what's happening in the world today. What continue as God has asked us to do, continue to pray for Israel, continue to pray for her revival, continue to pray for her protection, um, and, but we look forward to the day where God's going to come and make everything right. And those are kind of the two things I pull from this. But from a practical perspective, Israel had been given so many blessings and yet chose to not recognize Jesus. May we not make the same mistake. May we be sensitive to say, Lord, what do we need to do? What, do, what changes do we need to make? May we be willing to take the steps to make sure that we are living a reconciled walk with God thanks for joining us as we finish out this week together appreciate the time you've given us to be part of your day hope it's an encouragement and uh, we look forward to continuing this and finishing up the book of Matthew Uh, we will have a devotional uh, one more episode Monday and Tuesday of next week um, for the Thanksgiving week and there will be nothing Wednesday through Friday enjoy the time with your family so thanks again for joining us we look forward to seeing you again on Monday